Hey, how's it going? All right, so what? Who? All right, I'll intro at 40. Okay. So just to get a check really quick. So you're going to be like the transitioner. You're going to be the Adam Wild. You're going to like shift us from one topic to another. All right, sure. All right, we'll just go at, at one minute then. Yeah, Heatley completely blew the 40 seconds. <laughs> Fuck, this is gonna be cringe. Oh god. Alright, welcome so to the Natural Hattrick Podcast. Uh let's get started, boys. Alright. How's everyone doing? Keegan? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. Not too bad. Glad to hear Friday. Friday afternoon. Real hot outside. So what are we, what are we trying to talk about? Well, uh, let's just get straight to it. Um, what's been dominating headlines everywhere? William Nylander. <laughs> William Nylander, number 88. Man, I'm, I like it. Number 88 for him. I like it. And the fact that he's going to cover like the, the cost for everybody. Good guy. Oh, you... Proud of that. Yeah, did you see the uh, special needs guy who had like number 88 shoes? Uh, Andrew Nielsen, right? Yeah, well, it wasn't him, but he, like, retweeted it or something. Yeah. That was so cool, yeah. What a stud. He's basically like, I got you covered, Andrew, and he basically, like, got everything yeah. for him, and he signed his shoes and stuff, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, like, DM the details, right? Yeah. And yeah, that, case. That's not, that's not former Leafs prospect Andrew Nielsen. That's a different Andrew Nielsen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That up. Big, he had a big shot, though. He's in Calgary, right? Yeah, uh, so right slow. Yeah, he's a big guy. Just yeah. way too slow. Or is he a free agent by now? He's, he was a defenseman born 10 years too late. Pretty much, yeah. Anyways, I was about to say, apparently Nylander is a uh, Nazi disrespecting Eric Lindros. Oh, my God. Oh, give me a break. Can't get enough of these people here. Those Europeans, like, eh? <laughs> Lindros was a lead for like 33 games. Like that 88 doesn't mean anything here. I think he had about those 22 were, points. Yeah, those were yeah. a good 33 games. Fortunately, like we never got to see Lindros and Sundin healthy at the same time. That would have been we, pretty we crazy. Play out. All right, Damn. so I'm going to list all the players number 88. So if Nylander is a Nazi, that means every player is. We got... Brent Burns, Brennan Davidson, Adam Gaudet, Kane, Bang the Pie. I'm not even going to talk about Kane. <laughs> McGinn, <laughs> Nikas, uh, Pasternak, Schmidt, and Bazzi. A lot of those are Europeans, and you know what they say Europeans love Hitler. So, <laughs> Oh, for sure. <laughs> they did not have any issues with him at all, and that's not where World War II came from. Oh, no. No, no, they all love them. So apparently all those players are Nazis because they were number 88. 
And I guess they all disrespect Eric Lindros, who actually tweeted wishing William Nylander a great season in number 80 with, eight with Maple Leafs just to uh, ease the uh, tension. Yeah, it's just at the end of the day, you wear a number because you're a fan too. Like, I never got that. Like, in, in basketball, a lot of people wear number 23. Like, that's Michael Jordan's number, right? And you wear it because you're a fan. It's not about yeah, like, disrespect or anything. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, like... Nylander, it wasn't even that he was a, a fan. That, that was his number back in Sweden. Yeah, and he wears that for, like, the Swedish national team, too. Exactly. This is the same situation as a Josh Hosang when he wore And he's a superstar on there, too. Yeah. Nylander is, yeah. Yeah. Not, I'm, I'm Maybe assuming you don't mean Josh Yeah, yeah, no. Apparently, in the NHL, he's only a second liner, according to some people, but that's nice. Hey. Anyways. You know, you know how it is. He's a second liner. Yeah, second liner was the true first line right wing. Fair enough. Speedster. Yeah. Speaking of right wings, I believe Heatley, you had someone else you wanted to mention. Yep. Uh, what's been dominating every radio show and podcast, and you know we have to talk about it. Oh, too. you got to guess it. This you got. You got to let the fans guess first. All right. Jeremy Who do Bracco. You guys think this is. Joke's yeah, on Jeremy you. Bracco. Do we have other right wings in the organization? Oh no, it's it's not even a leap. Oh, Braden. Oh no, never mind. We we're not going to talk about him. Yeah, he's a centerman. Anyway, like who? Jimmy Brackley. Clearly, we're going to talk about Patrick Line and how he's going to be offer sheeted by Montreal, who have no cap space for him. Again, <laughs> who they signed Ben Sherratt. Yep, Ben Sherratt and some yeah. what a contract. Carl Osner. Mm. They love but paying the over. They love they overpaying the defensive yeah. defensemen. <laughs> I actually got to ask you a question. What do you guys think Jeremy Bracco's trade value would be? Uh, okay, here's the thing. If he plays in the NHL, I think he needs to be in a top six role to succeed. Like, if he plays bottom Bro, six role. Well, what about an Engvall Bracco fourth line? I don't see that. That it's not going to happen, but that would be insane. See, Mon- if Bracco makes the jump, he has to be, like, at least third line. I don't think my, he's going to be – like because he needs to be a part of play. My biggest – Yeah, man. Is would he even find power play time here? Because that's where if you – Well, like second power play, that, play you'd make it a lot better, but you don't even want that playing, right? The issue is there's not going to be a whole lot of that unit playing because of how stacked first pairing – or first uh, power play unit is. So if he doesn't get much power play time, you look at his Marley stats, a lot of that was from uh, assists on the power play. And yeah, he's not he's, he's a quarterback. Yeah. He's not he doesn't drive play like he doesn't enter the zone like all the other players like Captain and Nylander, Marner. Like he doesn't yeah. drive you a line. He needs some, someone to him carry a, him. If you can put him on a team that actually could use a power play special. A lot of teams could though, Nashville, Carolina. You know you know what I'm thinking with Bracco? If Minnesota's out of the playoffs come uh trade deadline time, Spirit you know they have this buddy. guy named Yep, Spurgeon. Pack, make a package around Bracco. Maybe, like, if you think that you can capitalize on CeCe's value, I would actually maybe even keep him because at the deadline you get extra cap space. So why wouldn't you just keep the depth? So, like, make a package around Bracco and get Spurgeon. It's fancy. I mean, and at the end of the day, you might not even have to overpay. And I, I don't like to overvalue this, but CeCe may have, like, some value and some experience in the playoffs and stuff. But Yeah. And Fenton might see it as like, 
hey, I'll keep I'll keep CC around because he wants long term, whereas Spurgeon might want to test the market. Yeah, for sure. CC did once make the third round of the playoffs and was one goal away from the Stanley Cup Finals. Yep. He was clearly the backbone of that defense. <laughs> we'll pretend like Chris Kunitz did not destroy his hopes and dreams. Okay, to be fair, in that season, he was, like, pretty decent. Like, that's not even, like, a Chris lag. Kunitz, Olympic, Olympian for Team Canada. Yep. All right, moving on to, from uh, Minnesota boys. Jake Gardner, what are we saying about him? Okay, so you guys want to hear my theory on Jake Gardner? Yep. Go okay, ahead. so I think he's going to have to sign, like, a one-year prove-it deal, whether it's with us or, like, wherever he goes. I think he's going to have to sign a one-year, like, cheaper deal, and he's going to have to, like, show that his back isn't going to, like, slow him down or anything, and then he gets his long-term contract next summer. That's possible, yeah. That would no, be, like... That's that may be dreaming too much for the Leafs. Yeah, but somewhere sign Jake Gardner full price, full amount of term, eight times eight. Let's go and uh, trade away that filthy Mitch Marner. We don't need him. Yeah, like just like all of Leafs Twitter is ready to say. <laughs> we don't need <laughs> we, we just... on. I don't know. Are we allowed swearing? I don't know. I'll go anyways. We shit on the New York Islanders. All last year for saying we don't need you and calling on Tavares a snake. Now it's our turn. Turn on Mitch Marner. Let's go. You know what? That is silenced down a lot. <laughs> we don't need you, Mitch. No, but, but apparently honestly, he's better than Matthews, so we really do need him because he's better than Matthews. Yeah. He's clearly better. I don't want to hate, but first up with Lanzer and Kuliakula, they literally put it a poll on Twitter. Who is the better player? And some people actually voted Marner. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, but... You could make the... Okay, Marner, like, drives play better. Because, like, Matthews no, is kind of, like, though. the finisher. But Matthews 5v5 is so much better than Marner. And 5v5 scoring, like, I, I value that more. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. But, uh, but Matthews is, in the playoffs, is dynamite. As you saw in the playoffs, when our power play cooled down, so did Marner's, like, production in the playoffs. But Matthews drives play, like, better than Marner. Well, here's the thing. Matthews, I think, is most effective when he has Nylander with him. So, like, that's kind of like well, a like, play driver. Just like any player, like, when you have better players. Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing. I mean, when, Nylander is a playmaker, and he's a shooter, so. When you look at – I know uh, points isn't the best thing to go off of. But when you look at purely points, Austin Matthews was on pace for 88 points this year without William Nylander. When Marner only got ninety four, exactly he so elevated is it that much of a like Marner with John Tavares got ninety four. Matthews like, with a ragtag bunch of crew from Marlowe, Janssen. Whoa, Ennis whoa, whoa! He had he had your boy Captain. Relax. Hey, just <laughs> hey, who does who cannot him. pass? Just who cannot Captain pass? Carried him. Captain <laughs> cannot pass at all. Captain and Matthews and Cap- is not a good combo. Captain and Did you guys twenty that? goals. Matthews apparently um, doesn't want to play with captain or something. There's something about well, that. It's not because of hate or anything. It's just because like he wants like a well, playmaker. Yeah, beside. like it was just no. Like I was get watching, I was getting frustrated myself, and I could see like Matthews getting frustrated when captain would just drive into the corner and have just like shoot like a low percentage shot, right? Yeah, that's why I said Kapanen with Kerfoot and Moore can work better because Moore and Kerfoot are both like guys who are gonna let Kapanen do his thing. Well, Kerfoot's a playmaker. He does not shoot. He is probably, like, one of the lowest percentage shooters 
Uh, yeah, he's more game. like he's gonna be like the defensive center on that. Line. Well, he's gonna like. It's not. He's not like a Koivu or anything. He just puck possession is shot suppression. So like he always possesses a puck. That's why I think Kadri and Kapanen didn't work so well because both those guys are shooters as well. You need. There's only so many shooters you can have. Well, like Kadri's like a mix. He's yeah, a mix and what sort? But like he's I not think more, really a more needs to be on that third line. I, oh, Amore's great. I love more. And, okay, so I just wanted to say this. Kerfoot shots for 60 is 15. That's, like, like really low. Yeah, just let Kapanen, like, drive the play on that line. Let Kerfoot and more like, handle their own uh, roles. And I guarantee you Kapanen yeah, will that's be what, back. Kerfoot and Kapanen will be a duo to, like, that would be, like, a sixth third-line duo. Well, what I do like, as much as like Matthews and Captain together is not a great pairing in game, I think those two should train more together because Matthews is one of, if not the best five on five goal scorer in the league. Oh, he is. Where you put Captain with Any him in, and teach Captain where on the ice should he be to get those prime scoring opportunities, then Captain, whether it be second line with Tavares, assuming Marner's not back, he's. 99% back, but whatever. Or put him with Kerfoot or whoever, and he can score more. Even without Matthews, he can still put up 20 goals, 25 goals. Yeah. I will, okay, just uh, point this out. CJ and you think he'll probably be, like, till October. We'll be looking at a contract, so we got a lot of time. For who? Marner? Yeah, for Marner. And what do you, what do you say yesterday, guys? Mm, okay, so Darren Ferris has had, like, he has AA and or yeah at Thanissiu and Anderson, who both held up before, but they signed like I think right before training camp. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong there. I can check here. I'm pretty sure both did. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Marner's gonna sign like right before training camp because Ferris is not. He's he's in that agent role for a reason. He doesn't want his client to go through a Nylander, where Nylander now has to do like this PR stuff to kind of get back to his. Like, not everyone hating him again. Everyone hates him because he's good looking. Uh, Tennessee, <laughs> Tennessee signed October 23rd, 2017. So he signed a little bit into the season. Yeah, Josh so Anderson, say, what about him? Uh, let me check here. Josh. So yeah, so I would say at max he's going to miss like a week. October 2nd. So they like, both signed beginning that. or a couple of weeks in. Well, yeah. what Martin said on Tim and Sid yesterday was he wants to be back by training camp. He doesn't want yeah. to miss anything. In which case, whether Ferris likes it or not, Marner has more say in that than Darren does. Yeah, it's because Marner like loves this. Like he was a part of the JT recruiting process. Yeah. Well, even more than that, he saw Nylander go through it last year. Where if that's what could happen, where's the alternative of what could happen? Like both uh, Anderson and Athanasiu both sat out for training camp in a little bit part of the season. Yeah, I, also think, like, season that, I also think like I also think like what happened what happened like going to your point is uh the Raptors winning here also kind of like I think it hurt Marner's them, yeah. mind like he wants to like win here now he wants to bring a title to the city. Oh yeah, I see, I guess see where you're coming from but I was going to say like <clears throat> like Kawhi and all that attention to the Raptors kind of hurt Darren Ferris getting all the media attention. Because yeah. they wanted, yeah. But, I, yeah. 
The big problem with Marner is that you can't give him the five-year deal because then he's going to expire, like, in the same summer as Nylander and Matthews, and that's a disaster. Yeah, that's uh, So you have to either go, if he doesn't want that long-term deal now, because he t- apparently turned an eight-year deal down already. So you have to go either four years or six. That's, like, the ideal sweet spot. Because six would expire yeah. in the same summer as JT, and JT's contract would be off the books. The issue is four is that takes him right to free agency. Four takes him to free agency? It does. That's the main issue with that. I think it's either three or six. Three or, or like six, yeah. One. One actually could be an option. I wouldn't yeah. do one year. One year gives them arbitration rights next yeah. year, and we're just back into the same situation. It would just be now. true about every single year, and eventually, like, it'd be such a yeah, bad situation. New York. But, like, it's better to have them than not, right? Yeah. Like, if that's the only way you want him on your team. I, I'm I still in he, that I'm still in that group that thinks like the six year deal happens still and around ten mil. That's where I think it's gonna happen. That's fucking way too much. It is, but like you gotta do it. Also, shout out to Truba for uh like what did he do with his wife uh need to work in the States or something? Like I respect that. That's yeah. why he had to move. And everyone was hating on for it, but like, come on, man. that's what's important. He he just didn't like Canada. <laughs> it's not even that. It's like nobody wants to like play in Winnipeg, apparently. Cause... Oh my god! Like <laughs> honestly, personally, I would not want to. I would probably wouldn't sign there. Here's my proof of why I think that. Like, there's like proof to back it up. Like, lining during his draft year, like he was really pushing for like number one. He's like, pick me number one because he didn't want to go to Winnipeg. Uh, Hoffman That's like funny, declined yeah. to waive his no move to go to Winnipeg, and I'm pretty sure if Hayes had one, he would have like waived it as well. Stassi didn't want to resign there. Um, what else? Well, no, Hoffman? that was because of cap though. Mike no, Hoffman but they had cleared the cap for him. Find a trade to specifically to Winnipeg yeah. because of weather. Because no one wants yeah, to go in winter shitty. like all the time. They don't even have an airport, right? Uh, I believe they do. Yeah. Oh, I thought like, people were saying they didn't. Like, Line, he's from Finland. It's not exactly warm there. So him not wanting to be in Winnipeg, allegedly, I can't say that for sure. I haven't seen anything recently saying that. If he doesn't Fortnite, want to be there, it's more than just due to weather. Yeah. And speaking of uh, Western Canadian, uh, there is a uh, deal that has been reached between the city of Calgary and the Flames for a new arena. To replace the Saddle Dome, which is like a really old barn. So, yeah, that's uh, cool news. For... Deal. So, it's not official yet. Okay, yeah. But it does look like they're finally going to get a well, new... That barn's really old, right? They had to do it. The mayor finally, like, <laughs> got off his, that, like... That's been going on for, like, three years now, hasn't it? Yeah, it's probably it's better than the Ottawa situation, though. <laughs> this oh, was God. going on long before the Ottawa situation. Was it? Yeah, because when what Melna came out a year and a half ago now, trying to like strong arm Ottawa, and this yeah. was going on before that. So it's it's nice to see this finally is getting dealt with. Everyone's yeah, favorite part really... of hockey, the politics side. <laughs> oh, exactly. Everyone's favorite part of everything. All right. So uh, just uh, an announcement that just happened. Canucks forward Niels Hoglander. Best hands in the draft, by the way. 
won't take part in the upcoming World Junior Summer Showcase. No injury. He's just using time for training for the upcoming season. Makes and sense. so, like, people are saying this is common for Swedes. Um, Sandin and Lilligren did this last year, and I believe Sandin is going to do it this year again. They're all soft. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but um, just to note, Hoglander, he was drafted in the second round, I think. Or is it the third round? Who, Nils? Yeah, yeah I would, you're gonna have to ask Rich. I believe that, that was second round to Vancouver. Let's see. Yeah, second he round. was really good pick in my opinion. I'm not as high on him as you are, but he's not a bad pick by any means for a second rounder. He's got he's got potential for sure. Yeah. I loved our second rounder, like Robertson. I I think he can be a good like. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he literally is Marchand. He's literally Marchand. Yo, his backstory is actually like, it's it's actually like oh, really inspiring. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, explain it. You want to tell it, yeah. To our audience. Yeah, okay, so basically, like, oh, when he was he... born, right, he had, right. like, he had to basically be taken to, like, this emergency, like, I, I don't know the story, like, properly, but it was, had to be, like, an emergency, like, procedure or something where he, like, almost died. So he's been, like, fighting that, like, his whole life, and then, like, people told him he was too small to play because he's, like, five foot nine, I think. No, 5'8". Yeah, 5'8". Yeah, and he was, like... Uh, from like a different descent I think he's like an Asian background so he was always like told in hockey you can't do this or like you can't make it and um, he got to play for like Mike uh, once I think somewhere before he became Anaheim coach or something I think he played with Mike with like Mike somewhere I'm not sure because he was like talking about like how he wanted to play for Mike one day Here's okay. an interesting fact for you guys. Do you know when Nicholas Robertson's birthday is? I do not. September 11th, 2001. He's a 9-11 baby. Oof. Yeah, he was three days behind uh, being in the next year's draft. Wasn't the point of it, but okay. <laughs> Damn. That's actually, that's actually pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. Not to like discredit what happened that day, yeah but... but like that's kind of like weird that he's born on that day and like he during his birthday he like almost like that's actually pretty sad too like when you were saying he was like almost died shortly after his birth and then I, I, as soon as you said that i clicked the link and that popped up I was like that's a bad segue yep <laughs> but no no you to start it off you wanted to talk about at least right wing i don't think we've t- spoke about him jason spezza Great. Yeah. Well, is, is he a right winger or center? I don't know. <clears throat> App friendly has him as both. Yeah. So we'll call him a defenseman. <laughs> I mean, like actually, some people on Twitter last season brought up Captain being on the as like a right defenseman, just testing it out. Like that would be cool. That's literally just a power play unit at five on five. Yeah. Like, why not, though? Like, our right defense sucks. <laughs> the thing dead. I really like about Spezza Better. is we kind of got an Ottawa icon here. So that's going to make Battle of Ontario, like, kind of annoying for Sense fans because they have to see, like, Spezza in a Leafs jersey. Annoying for Sense fans? They have Nikita Zaitsev, okay? <sighs> this is outrageous. We have And our boy Ron Hainsey, first pair. And Tyler Ennis. In the words of Dorian, we got an elite defender. 
he literally he okay um i think it was melnick or I, i'm pretty sure it was melnick they made the fun of the leafs defense and they literally got half of our defense yep. and our defensive coach dj smith the defensive exactly. coach yep like yay congratulations you gotta love it oh they're gonna have to watch like shabbat paired with hainsey and see hainsey play like Bro, 20 minutes a night they're doing a hainsey's as a first first pair <laughs> Hainsey, yeah, it's Hainsey and Shabbat right now. Oh, that is that what it says, like on the thing? Yeah, because yeah. then okay. it's gonna be because then it's gonna be Brandstrom and Zaitsev. Assuming Brandstrom. Well, like they're not the gonna play him on the bottom pair. pair. They're gonna play him on the second. Yeah. That's they're gonna like, do like like a crazy. But they're gonna like shelter him, yeah. Yeah, because like that'd be really dumb. They should throw uh, Dylan Demello up there. He's solid. So you know how like Mike likes to utilize like a uh, a shutdown pair, and last year he used Muzzin and Zaitsev against Boston. As it as it stands right now, who would he use against like, if we played Boston again or whoever we played in the first round? You don't who would he utilize it. as a shutdown? Muzzin Barry. Barry as a shutdown. In player? my opinion, Muzzin Dermot. The answer is Merentz and CC, but that's not the good answer. <laughs> okay, so right. I saw that like Ben Harper, like maybe could make the team. Is no, he like no. any good? Is he even a top six AHL defenseman? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like I have uh, no clue. But I just saw he's six foot seven. I'm like, he's six. Okay, so he's got the size. All right, so Babcock like left is twenty four. Let's see how many games has he played in the NHL. So uh, is he a, too is many, he a many. Yeah. big man? Is he a Myers big man or a Chara big man where he'll actually he be is size? definitely a Myers big man. He is pretty bad. So he's just big and he never uses the yeah, size. Yeah, like, no, but seriously, um, people are asking if he actually is a top six HL defenseman. Like, they're questioning it. Like, you know, Emilio Rassanen, a Leafs prospect there, six foot seven, right handed. Imagine throwing him in the Leafs lineup right now, except he was left handed. And that's what you get with Ben Harper. He's not an NHL defender. Yeah. still like a couple years away too. Assuming well, like he he's like a big bet. Like he wasn't even in the top ten prospects. Yeah, he's least. kind of and like the a least prospects aren't even good, right? Yeah, because like there's Don't a worry. lot of graduation that's happening. Which which is better, Emilio Rasinen or Dion Phaneuf? I'll take Rasinen. Yeah, like in my organization, I'd rather Rasinen. Yeah. Because Rastin was the second we got in the FNUF trade with Ottawa. Nice. What a trade, eh? Zach Gowan. Cowan. Zach Cowan. Get him back in here. The only guy that I, I miss, like, that we traded away that could be so useful now is Grundstrom. But I know we got Muzzin from it, but, like... I disagree. I think Matt Fradden is better. <laughs> I mean... Nearly won us 2013. He would have been nice, yeah. We won the cup. Wait, by the way, do you guys know who LA used the first round pick that we gave them on? Bjornfoot. Uh, I don't think it was a good pick. Like, he's a good player, but I don't think it was a good – like, he doesn't have a high upside. (laughs) I think it was a bad pick for, like, where they picked. Yeah, it wasn't even projected, like, late second round. Or, like, early second maybe. But, like, even later, I think I had him on that. Yeah, and we got the guy that we wanted, like, anyways. I think I'd rather have Robertson, like, honestly. Yeah, he was very projected around there anyways. I, I'd prefer Miko Kokkinen, who we end up getting in the third, compared to 
You want to put in the first? Yo, actually, yeah. I know Scott Wheeler had him higher on there for sure. He had him higher than Robertson by one, I think. Well, Kockinen, right? Miko Kockinen. This is similar to how Joe Valeno last year, leading up to the draft, he was considered generational or franchise, whatever the tag is. Miko Kockinen was supposed to be like a top five pick in this year's draft. And then over the years, he dropped hard. And now we got Wait, top round. five. I actually never heard about that, but top five. Well, I remember when we were in, when we did BBDB there. I know, Healy, you weren't there. Phil, you were. When we did yeah. BBDB, uh, when we got to the drafting part, I got Cock in round one because of how highly praised he was. What, what a pick? I got him late first. I don't remember. Okay. Well, yeah. So, like, he was high. A late first would have been a good pick, I think. See, like, think so that's too. that's kind of similar to, like, I know he didn't fall as much, but, like, Valeno, he was supposed to be, like, the top five pick, too, and he fell to, like, 30. Yeah, he went to. He's Detroit good, though. There. All right, speaking of Ottawa, we were just talking about Ottawa. They made a trade, Zach Smith or Esimo. Esimov, yeah. Wrong. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, Chicago gets 1.3 million cap space. And nothing. It's kind of an even trade for both teams. Ottawa need the cap. Chicago I see. Game. I see what like not even just from a financial standpoint, but I see like why the two teams could have made that deal. So Ottawa's taking the bet that like one thing he's cheaper to pay. He and, was like a second liner before. Yeah, and second they're right. banking on him bouncing back to like twenty twenty two goals, and turning like maybe into a trade asset to reflip. Whereas Chicago, I think, is getting Zach Smith because he's cheaper on the cap and he brings like another physical presence. Like, cause yeah, he's a player everyone everyone loves him. Yeah, Chicago's building a roster like, like Bowman's building like a playoff roster, like in his words. I mean, is a Bowman playoff roster a real playoff roster? Because I don't think I guess three is a playoff roster. Yeah, that's a brutal trade. Here's the thing with Chicago. Chicago is going to go as far this year as Kane and Taves and DeBrincat. And they're basically their top six takes them. Uh, I'd argue they go as far as Robin Leonard takes them. Yeah, that's true, too. Kane, Taves, DeBrincat, we saw how far they can get them last year, and that was what? They got eighth pick or something like that? Like, they were still a lot. Yeah, because their defense was so bad. And, and Cam Ward is so bad. Cam Ward is so in bad. and out again. Yeah. Yeah, their D was brutal. Cam Ward's the kind of guy that had that like one Stanley Cup run, and then he got he kind of like lived off. Oh the my name. god, yeah. Like GMs kept signing him because like he just had that name. Yeah, it, oh, it's, it's almost to a sense the same with Matt Murray, except Matt Murray's better. And like he's, and he's also he's like, still young, right? Yeah, he's still young too. It's not like he had that run like later Cam on. Cam Ward was young at that point too, but. Like, Cam Ward didn't look bad necessarily coming out of it. He just never accelerated to that next level like people expected. Yeah, like, and GMs kept Jordan, giving him a even contract. Even Jordan Bennington this year, you could argue a similar thing could happen there where he never excels into a top 10 goalie. Like, I know some people already think he is based on well, one play. That's why I thought St. Louis was really smart to give him a one-year deal. Because, like, yeah. I remember when Ward yeah. did that, he got, like, a long-term deal. It did seem... Like he was going to get eight mil, six mil, something like that for like. I was thinking years. like five. I mean, like some 
guys would just because of recency bias, they want to call they would just give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. Also, crafty Larry Heatley, he got a two year deal. Oh, he got a two year. Oh. Yeah, four point four for two years. Which because the thing is, even if he bombs, four point four could still be like that's still like back of money nowadays. He's twenty six, as well. Yeah. It's better um, than giving Koskinen in four years. I rated Cam Ward. I I wrote a goalie about uh, or an article about the goalies that are UFAs this year, and I rated a uh, Cam Ward in tier five, which is the third string goalie, so like an AHL starter. He was yeah, he should be a guy slightly like below up... replacement level. So. Yeah, he should be a guy like you bring up in case like both goalies go down. So like he was He's slightly below like personal Michael the last Hutchinson. three years. Yeah. Like a Michael Hutchinson kind of guy. I think GM's finally learned and he's like still unsigned. Yeah. Oh, he'll be finally. Soon. Finally. Yeah. What team needs a backup? They'll sign him three mil. Full new full no movement clause, everything, just like Chicago does. <laughs> he should be signed, yeah. Backup. Let's see. Who who needs one? I'm surprised, like, Neuvirth is still, like, sitting there. I also had him in that string, in the third string goalie. Columbus doesn't want to sign players, so they're not going to get one. Uh, Wait, who's Columbus's backup right now? Uh, Elvis Merzlikinson? Yeah, I've never heard of the guy. That's not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about, like, Corpus Allo starting, like, 50, 60 games this year. He's well, remember, not he's got medium potential. According to EA, like, <laughs> that's why I said, like, you know how Columbus was rumored to like being the, being the team that offered twelve point five to Marner. I would let like I would take the Columbus four first round picks because goaltending without good goaltending, you're you're done. Columbus or or the Islanders, I take any day. Because like without goaltending, like where are you? The Islanders, yeah. I'd hesitate more than Columbus, and that's solely because I don't know about that. I could come over. They got Varmolov, who's who hasn't been particularly good. Sorokin comes over, say next year, like after this season, and then all of a sudden we only have one good pick out of those four. Columbus, I, yeah, Columbus. There, all four should be good. Like Maybe they, they, they but they actually. I think their team is better. No one wants to sign in Ohio. <laughs> Everyone Nyquist. wants to like get out of there though. Gustav Nyquist. Yeah, but Nyquist, no one else wanted Nyquist. I mean, he's the thing dead. is, they gave him the nice like term too. Yeah, they gave him four years. Didn't give him a no movement clause. That's surprising. Yeah. I put um, Barmolov under solid backup, so that I also wrote an article about him, and that contract is pretty bad by the looks of it. Uh, I would have ranked Barlamov under uh, don't doesn't have a groin. Yeah, he is very injury prone. Because that's what his injuries have been, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, last year for Colorado, that's what he got. I think one concussion. Does he have a wife? Yeah, I think he does. Keep that nice and tender. Oh, he's probably got a Poor guy, poor guy. That's like, what's uh, just him. I'm just making sure because, like, I don't know if this was a topic we were going to talk about, but uh, Voinov basically signed, like, a, a one-year deal to stay in the KHL, but he, he has, like, the termination rights. So after the forty-one game suspension for him is done, he can like sign with a club. Do you think any club signs him? Mm, I don't know. In the NHL, that's a bad look for any team. I just don't. I I don't see it. He was at K. He was a really good defenseman, though. Like honestly, just but he like maybe he's a terrible person, but he's he was a good. Player. Yeah, during his cup runs, he he was just good for them. 
You know, I just you, uh, I mentioned him though, because I was about to mention him as well. Because little known fact, Varlamov did the same thing Voinov did. So the reason I think the reason I think they take a chance on him is because again, this it always comes back to this. Someone will sign you if you hold your stick right-handed and you're a right-handed. Yep. For Someone's sure. gonna sign him. And how yeah. old would he be? He's, He's I think, 29 right now. Yeah, 29. He's not even that old, yeah. No, but you know who his uh, who Stanton compares to? Going on the AHL numbers. Oh. Like points and stuff. Like his closest comparable is going on. I guess that's like it's actually a good thing for like the hockey player perspective. Yeah. Uh, Stanton. Russian Stanton. Rafa Sandin. Yeah. Like, his projection for me, like, is if he could be, like, a good second pair guy, I'd take that. Uh, no. Honestly, we, yeah. I demand he becomes the best player in the league. <laughs> Anything less, I do not like. All right, Dare talking about McDavid. McDavid, McDavid, 2017. I did not mention McDavid. Where's McDavid? Best player in the league. That's Kasperi Kaffinen. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry. What a shame that is, man. Every year, like, what... <laughs> except one that one year, McDavid has to like sit at home every April. Your your best player in the league is at home during playoffs. Oh, that's terrible for like revenue too. Talking about Edmonton signs, Mike Smith was like their biggest signing. Age thirty seven. Solid backup goaltender. I put him as Nothing really man, special. I'm not like confident in that roster, man. Like, I know they have that like two headed monster, like the dry saddle, like McDavid, but man, the wings are so weak. They didn't even play. sign like Brendan Peary for 800K. That guy is like a top 90 goal scorer. Or Tyler Ennis, who was only, oh, he signed yeah. what? No, he signed yeah. Same. There was, there was That's so, so many funny. Guys. They had the same deal, and like, they're like the same player, honestly. Here's they the both can score. Scoring wins. Yeah. Draft. Okay, the top five picks, other than Mitch Marner, so four of the top five. How many playoff series do they have combined? Combined. Okay, so. Combined. Wait, who's so this? Draft. Which draft? Twenty fifteen, the McDavid draft. So Eichel hasn't made the playoffs. Uh, Hannafin just made them, and he got. Beat in five games. They did. Yep. So five right there. Um, yeah. So 19 with Mitch. Without, no, wait. Well, how many playoff series do they have? Mm, Marner three, has three. Three. And then four. Four. Because Strom hasn't made the playoffs. Eichel has, Jones Strom has zero. Jack Eichel has zero. McDavid has one. McDavid or has two. One, yeah. Two. So no, six? Yeah, two, two. two. So two. Marner has three. The other four combined for three. Damn. So six, yeah. That's sucks. Then, then Pavel Zaka is six. He has one. Ivan Provorov has one, I believe. Zach yeah. Rinsky. Still they, unsigned, they both of them. Provorov and Rinsky. Just got to point that they out. They are. Uh, Timo Meyer, yeah, okay, we're gonna do actual good players here. Yeah, Meyer, oh my god, that might be the best contract in the league. I know it was the best this year. It 
it's not besides not, McKinnon. No. Besides McKinnon. Yeah, like, McKinnon. Yeah. And Barkov maybe, but but like that was the best contract signed this year, hundred percent. No, the best contract signed is LeBanks contract. Yeah, Kevin LeBanc. Well, no, like would you rather one have Meyer well. for that or LeBanc? Nope, LeBanc for a million. For one year though. I, I'd take the four years six mil over one. Yeah, because he's gonna be like a sixty point guy and you have him for one mil. Yeah, he needs his agent fired. Like, you know, San Jose is so expensive, too. Poor guy. I don't know what he was. Guy's going to be driving a Honda. I'm still surprised, like, Thornton and Marlowe haven't signed their deals with San Jose yet. Yeah, um, the San Jose coach, I forget his name. DeBoer? He said, yeah, DeBoer expects uh, Thornton to be there. I just think it's because, like, a lot of the GMs and those players are probably on vacation right now. I think you'll start to see action pick up in August. Well, Patrick Marlowe is in Arizona right now. He was in having yeah, with Matthews. dinner or lunch with Matthews. But... Oh, true. That's, so that's cool. That was um, on, I believe, Matthews' Instagram. He had something on it. Let's talk about another hot place, Florida. Sergey Bobrovsky. What about that? That's contract? a very risky contract. Yeah. No doubt um, he's worth the money. The term. It's the term that scares me, yeah. So, I uh, also in my article, I put him as a definitive starter, but he's age 30. And so, he won the Vesna three years ago. And then, he has, like, been significantly worse over the past two seasons. Like, and it, like so, two seasons ago, he was better than this past season. It's just, it might just keep getting worse. So uh, Part of it, like, health. Plays a little into it. I know he's played 60 games both seasons, but he wasn't exactly healthy through all of those games. Like, he's been suffering some day-to-day issues throughout the time. Yeah, I, I that, he's that definitely, like, off. a starter. But, like, 30? Like, he's age 30? I mean... Seven years. He's going to be 37. It's, um, yeah. The goal... To another Luongo situation where, yeah, he can be a top goalie right now and then wait a couple years and all of a sudden... You're back to where you started. I and didn't goal, understand the term. Aggress. Yeah. Because, like, you Spencer just drafted Knight's Spencer Knight, too, yeah. Well, Spencer Knight will probably take... Oh, he might be their bio guy, guy right? Who, Bobrovsky? With the new CBA. He could be the guy they buy out. No, there's there's worse contracts on that roster you could probably buy out by then. Matt. Yeah. Strawman. Strawman. Tarkov? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> buy out, buy, buy out <laughs> well, he, he's going to need a new tr- contract by then, right? The minute uh, the, uh, you buy out no. Barkov. When's the new CBA? Uh, 2021. Yeah, his Barkov expires 2022. Oh, he's going to get okay. paid. Yeah, he's getting like at least 12, yeah. Where the, where salaries are going? Uh, uh, 14 mil. I'm going to call it right now. Ah, uh, 8 mil. It's Florida, man. No state tax. <laughs> Not even with the state tax. If Marner, no, but it's not Tampa. That's only Tampa. (laughs) If Marner right now, two years like two years before the cap rises that much with a new CBA around the corner, is asking for twelve. Barkov is gonna as a center, especially who's probably gonna have a selkie by then. He's gonna ask for fourteen. Doesn't he already have a selkie? No, not yet. No, not that I. Not that he doesn't. He was been nominated, but yeah. Oh, was right. he nominated this season? Here. I know last season he was nominated. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Manny Elk, analytics, analytics guy, tweeted 
Um, we live in a world where to win a selfie, you have to have over 60 points. <laughs> Barkov's never been nominated? Wait. No, he was last year, for sure. Barkov had like 90-something oh, oh. points this year. This year was um, Bergeron. 2017 was Bergeron, Kessler, Koivu. I swear he was nominated last year. He's, I am not seeing it here. No, he was like okay. fifth in voting or something. He might maybe. have been so. for uh, maybe it was for like hard or something. Yeah. Oh my god, he cut out. Oh, I think he disconnected. All right. Well, I All think right, we'll carry the topic. Well, yeah. Well, I was gonna move on to Jim Benning. Oh, take away his phone, July first, man. God damn. All right, so I'm going to just go to Cap Friendly real quick. Let's just name every contract this guy has. The uh, one that obviously, like, points out the most, Louis Erickson. Like, six mil for another, I want to say, like, three years. Yeah, but it's not even, like, it's only three years now. Like, that's brutal, but. So, okay, the JT Miller trade. Oh, the first round pick. That's okay. That's so, much, who did Carolina got? Um, Cody Eakin, right? Wait, what? Or Halla? They got Halla. Yeah, Carolina. Halla. Yeah. Tell me, Halla is not a little bit worse than than uh, Miller. Yeah, exactly. Like, like both are considered like second. What did they pay? Like a, a third or fifth? I think it was a fifth, wasn't it? No, no, it was a. Uh... It was, I think, a third, and this Roy prospect. I can't remember his okay. name. Okay, well, like I've never, I've never heard him, so he's probably not nothing. It might have actually right? been a fifth. I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, welcome back, Egan. Hello. Yeah, we're just talking about uh, the JT military right now, and like, tell me, like, they could have just gotten uh, Cody Egan. No, not Cody Egan. Or, oh my Paula. God, Paula. Okay, those Cody two are like the same players. Eric Halla, who was like between a second and a third liner, and JT Miller, I guess, a second liner. Cody Eakin. Let's go, Cody Eakin. Wait, uh, he's gonna so get traded, by the way. It was correct me if I'm wrong. It was it was like Roy and a third, right, for Halla? Was it a uh, fifth? Nicholas Roy and a draft pick of some sort? I think it was, yeah. Anyways, Eric you get the point. They yeah. paid a first for JT Miller. It was a like a first round pick. pick. Oh damn! Uh, it was it, it's either a first round pick in next year's draft or twenty twenty one the year after, so that is freaking bad. And then he's also got the Brandon Sutter contract, which is just way too much. Expires soon though. He's got Tanner yeah. Pearson, who's not very good. Nicholas, oh no! If Eric Howell is traded for a sixth or a seventh round pick before the twenty twenty first draft, then what? No, after, uh, after the 2019-2020 season, before that ends, then Golden Knights only get Nicholas Roy. So they're basically... Oh, so they could just like reflip him. They could flip him and get like a sixth and only give up Nicholas Roy. I doubt they want to do that. Yeah. Because if they trade him for a player, multiple draft picks, or draft picks in rounds one to five, or if he's still on the roster, then they get a fifth. So you're, you're losing. Yeah. Anyways, it's just Vegas being desperate there. Yeah. Yeah, they've had a bad off season, to be honest. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, so Tyler Myers. I wish I was Tyler Myers. 
He is six foot seven. He's getting paid six foot mil just to be tall. What a stud. For into his thirties for like five years, I believe. Or, so yeah. Here's the thing. Basically with Vancouver's off season with Myers, with like JT Miller, this is a full like uh, I know their owner, like Pagula or not not Pagula, I think. Wait, what's their owner's name? Who's Vancouver's? Yeah. Uh Nah, might be sure. Pagula's might be Buffalo. Aquilini. Yeah, Aquilini. Okay, so basically, we should know that from the right? draft. They only had it. <laughs> yeah, Aquilini. So basically, like he's kind of been desperate for playoffs, and Vancouver's kind of been like out of them for a while now. This to me screams like they want to make that push, especially with the Pacific like taking a backseat a little bit. Well, as soon as the JT Miller trade was announced. People immediately started saying, "Well, why why did they trade a first round pick for JT Miller?" Well, Benning, Jim Benning does not care if it do, if it doesn't work. The playoffs. If it doesn't work, he's fired. Yeah, like that's yeah, and he much, should be fired by now. <laughs> I still think they would keep him maybe as a scout, but I think Benning would want to. Oh stay my god, yeah, he has else. had excellent drafts. Like that other is than, the one thing this guy is really good at. Uh, yeah. Have you guys seen the YouTube videos on the Canucks page where every draft year he they basically do uh, him sitting at the draft table and all of his like what's going through his head? Have you guys seen those videos? Uh, no, no but I've seen the one for the Leafs. It was really they're interesting. Pr- they're pretty good. No, like he'll he'll be sitting there. You can see him pick up the phone. Say, all right, I'm talking to this guy. All right, this is what you're thinking. All right, I'll I'll. Talk to my guys. Get back to you. They're they're good videos. I really enjoy them. All right, I'll check them out. Wait, where were we? Right, Jim. Who if he does get fired, who picks him up? There will be some team that gives him a chance because like they'll see like his scouting and stuff, or they'll hire him. He should be like an assistant, probably. Yeah, not Seattle. Not Seattle. There you got Francis. They got Ron Francis. What do you guys think about that? It's a good hire. It's okay. Think so? Because to be fair, Ron Francis, when he was in Carolina, he never got like the green light for like spending and stuff. Like he came like yeah. after Dundon basically came in or before. Sorry. He he has a good draft record. His trading's a bit hit or miss. And yeah. the thing is, now we get to actually see his skill because he gets to start from like scratch. He gets to, like build his own team. It's gonna be cool. They won't be as stacked, I guess. I think there'll be more. Players. <laughs> I think there'll be more because the thing is the players that are going to be exposed now, like there's more young talent coming in the league. It's getting better. So the guys that you're going to have available to choose is going to be a lot better. I don't know. But like the thing is, look at Vegas. Like most of the players that are good, Marcia Show, um, Smith, uh, like Basically pretty much everyone, Carlson, they were literally traded to them for, like, scraps. Yeah, to be fair, like, William Carlson never showed that in Columbus. That, that's just extremely unlucky. Yeah, that was crazy. He he was – that wasn't even fair. He just kind of did what he did. He just broke out. He went like, from... he was He was, like, a 19-point guy in, in Columbus. I can yeah, check here. That's... I'm pretty sure he had, like, three goals the year prior. Exactly, and then he just gets like 40. He was like a fourth liner, like max. The year prior, he had six goals, 19 assists for 25 points. 
And then to Prague, and to be fair, Columbus did unload Clarkson in that trade too. Uh yes, they did. So it's not all like bad. But yeah, that's yeah. pretty bad. <laughs> that's brutal, though. Like that's unlucky. Technically, like, Florida was straight dumb. Technically, they didn't dump Clarkson in that deal. They didn't. Technically, Vegas picked Carlson. Or Clarkson, and yeah. Clarkson just happened to go. Oh, that's that's even worse. It, it was basically they like used them to dump it. Can't blame Columbus okay. for that one though. You can blame see, Florida see, that, though. Yeah, that was unlucky. Florida was straight dumb. Yeah, William just because the guy's small, they they protected Pisk, who's like a third pairing D. And they gave up two second liners. I would even say March Souls like maybe pushing low end first. Liner, I believe they but... protected Petrovic too. Who is like is he even signed yet? Right now in Edmonton Oilers. No, he's a free agent right now. Yeah, no one even signed the guy. He was a scratch in Edmonton. That's all you need to know. If you're a scratch behind Russell, you know there's a problem. Wait, Russell, Chris Russell. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that that is. I thought you were gonna say Russell, like uh, the forward Antoine. Yeah, yeah, he's actually he was actually like a good signing. Yeah, a decent signing. Very underrated, actually. I know Harmon Dale did a really good article on him last year from the Athletic. Right, right. All right, moving on to the next worst general manager of the off season, Jimmy Rutherford of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Jim. I just want to say, Jimmy, because it sounded cool. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, he's had a bad off season. What do you mean? What do you mean? He got, pure grit. he got pure grit. Six years at 3.5 mil. Jeez. Just yeah, to point this he's, out. He's battling Garnet Hathaway of the Capitals. And they're going to win a new cup. It's fine. See. Okay, it makes it look even worse now because, like, you see guys like Dezingle and Frillin signed for like basically the the same price or under the under, under the price that they signed him for, and for like less yeah. term. Oh, and they're both God. honestly okay. So Dezingle and Frillin, they're like second, third line guys. Frillin, yeah. maybe I'd say second. He also has a grit, probably better grit than Tanev, and they send the same amount. Like Frillin and Dezingle, you can play them in your top six if you're playing them like. With, like, skilled players? For sure, for sure. You can't even do that with Tanev. Tanev, at best, is, like, a third-line checking forward. Like, at best, right? Yeah. And And people... Winnipeg used him on their fourth line. Yeah, but the thing is, their fourth line was stacked because of Adam Laurie, who's, like, one of my favorite. Like, he's probably, like, a third-line center. He's, like, your ideal third-line center. He's really big, can play defense. He's the guy you want on your team, right? Right, he just dropped there. So we're having connection issues today. I dropped there. Right. So I thought you just dropped out again. Yeah, I did, so. and I came back to hear you talking about Adam Lowry, and then he just dropped out there. Yeah, Adam Lowry, pretty good third liner. What do you think about him? He's all right. I don't pay enough attention to him. True, but yeah, Winnipeg's depth uh, forwards were stacked. I got out for like half. A second. How do we go from Pittsburgh to Adam Lowry? 
Well, okay, so Tanev played with Chris Adam Lowry. Not Chris. However, a lot of people thought it was Chris. Yes. Played with. Yeah, all right, fair enough. So I think his success is driven by Adam Lowry, who is a third line caliber, where Tanev is just a fourth liner. I'm going to put a number into the chat here, okay? All right. Tell me what number this is, okay? Tell me what number that is. Two thousand one hundred seventy-four days. What happens in two thousand one hundred seventy-four days? Oh my God, his contract is up. That's when Brandon Tanev becomes a UFA once again. Two thousand one hundred seventy-four more days from today. And how old will he be? <laughs> well, he currently is twenty-seven, and this is a six-year deal. So Damn. he'll be thirty. I can't even imagine. See, the most, like, confusing thing about Rutherford is, like, even when they won the Cups, like, you won back-to-back Cups. And he said, I didn't like the way we won them. Like, who, like, like who the hell does that? Oh, well, you He's... know, same, same thing happened when Detroit won back-to-back Cups in the 90s. They just traded away, you know, like, every single person that ever won them a Cup. Yeah, and that did not happen. They and then they just drafted Europeans. <laughs> other Cups within the next decade. Because like, they just drafted Europeans, right? You won yeah, both your cups. You won both players. your cups back to back with speed and and skill. Why are you like shifting away from that? Well, you see, who knows? His head. Was it? Yeah, was it really Tom Wilson? Though, like that's crazy. I like Tom Wilson's a big part of it. I don't think he's the only reason. He didn't like how like Crosby and like uh, basically the star players were getting like pushed around. But he didn't realize them getting pushed around is how they got, like, power plays and stuff. And that's what led them to, like, the success that they did. Yeah. Oh, but he didn't like the yeah. way they won the Cubs. Well, you know, like, frig Brandon off. wasn't the only big move he made this summer either. He also traded away Ole Mata for Dominic Cahoon. That was actually a good move, though. I'm not going to lie. It was decent. I think Mata's like a number four, Khan's a middle six player. Because Cahoon helps their like forward, in my opinion. Like it brings speed, which they desperately need. Yeah, they did. They were like probably one of the slower teams too. And Mata, like there was a log jam at like lefty. And like Petters- or Peterson or whatever, he's like ready to step into that role on the second pair. Yeah, he's pretty good. I think it takes a few too many penalties, but like. I don't really value penalty differential because the refs, they're just, they call everything evenly, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. He also did another big move there, in case people missed it. He signed David Warsawski. That's that's my own joke. You guys don't get it. No, he traded away Phil Kessel. Oh, that deal. Oh, my God. I actually forgot about that. <laughs> I know. I just keep... Beating the dead horse with neither of you jumping the gun there. <laughs> neither of you knew what I was talking about. The confusing thing is they cleared the castle cap to sign like Tanev. That's what I don't get. Yeah, well, that's bad. It's like Cody CC is taking Merlo's cap, but sure. I'd say it. No, like CC's here's here's the thing. And I'm gonna like make sure this happens because like again, the Strom deal was like criticized when it first happened. Here's what I'm going to say. If Galch can find his, like, his form playing alongside of like a Crosby or a Malkin, 
that deal won't look as bad anymore. I if think anything, like, he could do well good. with one of those two. Well, yeah. even yeah. right now, I don't think it looks – well, was what, almost three weeks later. It doesn't look as bad anymore. At the time, yeah. a big issue was, all right, so they clear the cap, but for what? And then they signed Ran and Tanov, and all of a sudden it was, we don't have cap anymore. How are we going to sign these guys? Then they signed Teddy Bluger there just three days ago. Fantastic yeah. deal for him. Seven on yeah. Unreal. For two years. Fourth line center. Even even if he needs to play third line, he can. He's a Latvian stud. Low scoring on us. Oh, by the way, I'm Latvian, so that's nice. You're what? Latvian. Nice. Uh, fair enough. All right. Do you know who else? Corner Latvian, though. Corner. Um, Gergensen. Zemgus Gergensen. <laughs> favorite all He All-Star. is. Uh, I don't even know if he's like any to caliber, is he? He's like a fourth liner for Buffalo. Like, isn't he like below replacement level? I don't know. <laughs> did he play this year? He did play yeah, this I year. Yeah, I think so. He had 18 points and seven. The guy who almost made the All Star game. Who, Gergensen? Oh, didn't he actually make it because of the make votes? It. He made it yeah, the he year did before Dallas yeah. Scott did. And then the NHL got mad that we started throwing in people they didn't like, so. Now we no longer get to vote. Yeah, he's going to make a movie about that or something, John Scott. Yeah, so Phil, don't call him a, a, a bum. He's an all-star. All right, Leo Comer over here. He's not, he's not the best all-star. The best all-star is Danny friggin' Heatley. Okay. <laughs> of course. 50 and 07, and we'll just pretend like he didn't do it the year after as well. All right, we have one last topic. Let's talk about the Metro division as a whole. Who do we think's gonna be up there? Who what a cluster! Bottom? Okay, so bottom Columbus. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Columbus. Yeah, I have to make the Columbus Blue Jackets my last place. It's just goaltending. Is that what you're saying? It's goaltending and losing Panarin, like who is driving most of your offense. That's gonna hurt like massively. Mm, I think I have maybe the Islanders. It's honestly between the island. Yeah. I don't see the Devils doing too well either, or the Rangers. But I trust Trotz over, like, Tortorella. The Carolina Hurricanes will finish last in the Metropolitan. No, I think they're second behind the Caps. That would be hilarious, and I'd love to see it, but nah, I think Carolina falls apart. Peter Mraz breaks But look at the Islanders. James Reimer is not 2013 anymore. Look at the Islanders goaltending. Look at the Blue Jackets goaltending. Uh, the Flyers actually have decent goaltending. Assuming Rangers goaltending is like meh. Yeah. Devils, I don't even know who their goalie is. Uh, Schneider Kenzie and Blackwood. Blackwood. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, well, like. I have him in fantasy. You better put some respect on his name. Fair enough. The most awkward thing about the Metro is going to be. The team that's supposed to be, like, sh- shit on for goaltending is probably going to have the best goaltending. Well, like, yeah, that was the Islanders. <laughs> Carter Hart. Yeah, oh, no, well, but they literally the- haven't had a starter since Hextall. Yep. Right? And when they did, they, they well, shipped yeah, them Sergei off to Columbus. He just wasn't a starter in Philly. Yeah. They had oh, a Breeze starter, Gallup. just not. Aren't they still paying him? No. <laughs> 
I'm pretty uh, sure they're still so. paying him. What about um, that, Di Pietro? Still... Yeah, Di Pietro is just unfortunate. No, uh, Bruce Gallup, he is a big personality. Uh, Bruce Gallup, Bruce Gallup has $0 towards the cap, but his buyout okay. still technically is counted until after 2026. What a 2026. According to cap. What a legend. And that's, that's just where it ends. So I could go further for all we know. What a legend. Wow. That, that is long. And now they have McDonald and Schlemko here for two years as well. That they just did this offseason. Philly yeah. was active this offseason. Philly made a weird. I don't know like, how I Justin feel about the trades. Probably, I, I like Philly. I Justin don't. Brown, Kevin Hayes, contract aside. He is still a good player. Like, I he really is like top nine. an like, ideal second line center. Yeah. He's overpaid by about a million. Like, if that was a six yeah. times six, people wouldn't have really batted an eye. But the fact is. I'm a huge fan of their top nine. Ron, I don't think is particularly good at all. Like, okay, so guy? he's good at defense. Yeah, he has good defensive metrics, but he uh, still doesn't come up positive at all. They brought in Niskanen and, and Braun because, like, their defense is going to be, like, really young next year. So you kind of need those, like, locker room guys to, like, spread it out. Niskanen, he uh, had a very bad year last year. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. They need so they're hoping him in a new system helps. Because right now they have Provorov and Gustave. Which is yep, fine. Myers is going to be up next year. Sanheim, which is great. And then you have Braun Niskanen, Myers. And Philip Myers, up. yeah. And then you have Morin and Hag. Hag should be gone, but <laughs> whole other debate. I thought they were literally just playing him to bring up his trade value. He's maybe you know, the worst defenseman in the league. Babcock was playing we need, to have, we need to have a Flyers fan on here and tell you how bad Hag actually is. We can get Martinez in here someday. Yeah. He, he loves Robert Hag. Who? Martinez. He's a super fan. Martina. I didn't know that was his name. Yeah, or we could get um. Or we could get our other Caps fan who thinks Nick Niskanen is dragging <laughs> was dragging the Caps down last season. All right, so. I don't think it was like Niskanen's fault, but all right. So tell me about like... yeah, he's just getting old. I think. Tell me about your Metro uh, rankings. Who you got? Okay, so Caps number one. I think they've had a great oh, yeah. season, and I really like their roster. Oh yeah, man, they've had an excellent season. Uh, number two, I'll go with. Aunt, like uh, it's hard to bet against. I'm not doing it. I'm not betting against Crosby and Malkin. I'll put Pittsburgh number two. Yeah, I could see. I don't know. It's tough. Number three, this one's my, like, crazy pick. Like, you'll have to look back to it and see, like, was he right or was he wrong? The Rangers. I think they're going to make a push this year. But is Columbus even really good anymore? Like, it depends on goaltending. Like, if they get solid goaltending, then they're number three. But other if the, if they get like average goaltending, then I'll put them at number four because then Philly will take that spot. I think Carolina's gonna be like in a fight with with the or with the Rangers to get that wild card. Um wait, 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 what teams Philly and Carolina? 
Yeah, battling for wild card. Yeah. But the top three, Caps, Pittsburgh, and Philly. So I have the three New York area teams at the bottom. Ooh. I don't know exactly what order, but I just don't think the Islanders are going to be the same team. They lost Leonard. They, they're getting older. See, the big thing... The big thing with New Jersey is they're either going to be like in the playoff hunt or they're going to be like near the bottom because if they're in if they're out of the playoffs come trade deadline and Hall has already said he wants to play for a winner. Yeah, he's if gone. If they lose right? Hall, they're going to drop. They'll even be below Columbus in my opinion if they lose Hall. Oh yeah. I think I actually have Columbus higher than all three, so New Jersey Rangers and Islanders. I have them at 5th. And then I have Pittsburgh at fourth. I just think they got worse, to be honest. And, like, I think Crowley should have won the heart last season, but he's also aging. Um, and Pittsburgh's drop-off will depend on, like, Crosby and Malkin. Like those yeah, two, Malkin, like, he had a bad season. If he can bounce back, they are making it. They're making the playoffs. He's very but Tang good. also needs to be healthy. Yeah. Because Latang like stirs that like defenses him and Dumo are basically like the defenses like anchors. Yeah, and then like they're just old. That's why I just have them not making it. The big thing with Pittsburgh is gonna be health, in my opinion. Murray needs to stay healthy. Latang needs to stay healthy. Hornqvist, like a lot of their rosters, like a little bit older. Yeah, and you could say that for so, the Caps who had first as well, but they got a lot of like. Really solid play driving players. They got um, Haglin. They got Gudis, who is a beast, but he's also pretty underrated like, in the way he drives play. Uh, they got Nick Jensen, who they signed, obviously, before. Caps did a good job, man. They rebuilt that defense, which they needed to do. Nick Jensen, he, was, he is a gem when you look at his analytics. Yeah, like he's perfect for that third pair for them. Okay, so um, Keegan, he's it's not letting him join the recording. So, I think we're around. Yeah, we're around the end. Anyways, I had Kane second and the Flyers third. So, SNC. Um, I believe honestly with the with the East the way it is. Sorry for cutting you off. Yeah. Uh, with the East how it is, like I get your take. Pittsburgh could absolutely miss. And I could absolutely see it because the East is so damn like it's such a cluster that anyone could really fall out. I think the Atlantic is absolutely is absolutely stacked. The the Atlantic is like very top heavy. Like all the all the main contenders are in like. In so the they Atlantic. have three main contenders, then they have like French contenders: Montreal, Florida, and Buffalo. Yeah, because Buffalo, Buffalo had an insane off season. Yeah, I could see that too. Unless, like, Boston has their, like, big decline. That's the only way I could see Buffalo making it. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I don't know. I think Tampa is easily number one again. They're still stacked. Point's going yeah, to get a to sick contract on you, no? He's going to sign for, like, seven mil, man. And it's going to piss me off. It's going to be the best contract in the league after McKinnon and everything's up. To me, like six times, like yeah. seven times eight. Oh my god! Anyways, what were we gonna say? 
Ely? Uh, uh, Phil, uh, both your rankings. All right. I'll, yeah, so I got the Caps, Canes, Flyers, Pittsburgh. Col- All right, so just to finish this off, I had the Caps, Canes, Flyers, Pittsburgh, Columbus, the Rangers, New, New Jersey Devils, and the Islanders from 1 to 8. And just to let you guys know, thank you for tuning in. It was awesome to do this. Had a great time recording this. Um, I believe our next podcast will um, be like surrounded upon the NHL's player rankings. So every offseason they do, I think it is 1 to 20 for each position. So, so I think they do center defense and just wingers in general. So we're going to probably break that down. And that should be your next podcast unless something big comes up. And uh, thank you.